0: With Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kiley. We are live from the ENB Granite Studio at the Cintine Community Ice Center. And right now, we are going out to the Brown and Croupin Celebrity Line. Happy to be joined by John Vooch. He is in the Cardinals baseball operations. He joins us here on 101 ESPN. John, we sincerely appreciate the time. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Doing very well. So I kind of want to open up a little bit uh, open-ended with you. I am curious, you know, for, for the minor leaguers right now, whether they be down in Jupiter or at the alternate site, what what are they doing right now to be able to stay in baseball shape, to be able to prepare for the minor league seasons? What is this time like for those guys that we are not seeing daily up with the big league club?
2: Yeah, so these guys are they're staying busy, definitely. But uh, so what they're doing right now is that they're getting their work in a lot of uh, a lot of drills, a lot of uh, you know sim games, the live VPS. Um, that type of thing, you know. Ben Johnson is our, our Memphis manager, and we've got really all of our Memphis coaching staff here working with the guys at the alternate site. Um, ben Johnson, near near Roscoe, our pitching coach. Brandon Allen, our hitting coach, and uh, Bernard Gilkey, who's kind of uh, helping with hitting and uh, outfield. Uh, and so they, they're you know they're they're basically they're trying to keep everybody um, you know motivated. They're, you know, there's, there's a lot of different a lot of different things they're doing. Uh, they're, you know, the one thing I'll say is the players and the and the staff has done a great job of keeping a. A lot of energy and intensity with the workouts, and you know, generally they work out usually about four hours a day. Um, when we're over at, the, at GCS uh, Ballpark over there in Gateway, uh, we usually work out in the morning. Uh, you know last night, and then uh, while well, the teams, the big league teams on the road, they're going to work out at Bush, and so uh, those would be evening workouts for the most part. And so it's it's really it's been uh, it's been a good been a good camp there. And then the guys in Jupiter. Uh, That's more of a conventional minor league spring training camp going on down there. Gary LaRock, our our director of player development, and and Tony Ferrara are both working down there with our staff, uh, the rest of our minor league staff. Uh, Those guys are having, like I said, kind of a normal minor league spring training. They'll do drills for about the first week, week and a half or so, and they'll start getting into games against other clubs that are down there uh, in, in the Jupiter area.
1: John, from a baseball ops perspective, I mean, it's been almost two years since minor league play has been available for these guys. How beneficial is that going to be not just for the players, but for a front office perspective of just uh, getting some analysis of these young players?
2: No, absolutely, and it's really, really important because you know last year obviously we had just a very uh, fairly small camp. We had our alternate site actually down in Springfield uh, at our Double A affiliate, and they did a great job of hosting us there. But you know we felt like the the location of, of where gateway is makes it more convenient uh, as far as making transactions. But yeah, the thing is, is, is really you know most of the guys last year we had I think about forty guys that are alt site. This year we have twenty eight, which kind of more replicates uh, a Memphis roster, and so you know the rest of those guys didn't get really any opportunity to play competitive games or, or for us to really lay eyes on them that much. Uh, I think really it was like the first day or first or second day of minor league spring training when everything broke loose last year as far as the pandemic. And so those guys showed up and had to turn around and go right back home. So it was really a credit to our, our performance department and the rest of our player development department as far as kind of developing an individual off-season plan for guys. that you know They, they do that every year for the off-season, but they really on the fly had to create something for everybody to do in season and, and and I think that's why it's really important this year for spring training uh you know I, I think our guys down there in Jupiter are seeing guys that really haven't played competitive ball for for you know over 12 months now so
0: it's interesting that you say that because I'm I'm just trying to put myself in your guys' shoes right of of evaluating the talent that you have available to you and let's let's go with Scott Hurst for instance who's been called up today to the big league club he's going to be added to the 40-man roster for a guy like him or if you want to expand this at large as well How do you evaluate, how do you make the determination that this guy, you know what, he's ready for making it up to the big leagues based on what he's doing, whether it be at the alt side or down in Jupiter, compared to if they were actually seeing regular at-bats in a minor league season? How much more difficult is it now for you guys to evaluate some of that minor league talent without having that season just yet?
2: Yeah, no, it's certainly tougher. I mean, it's something where, you know, you obviously in a, per- in a perfect world, you'd be seeing them playing against AAA-level pitching and, and that type of thing. I think the thing with with Scotty, he had a, a very good spring training with us in big league camp, and so we saw him kind of on an everyday basis there. And then, you know, he got some at-bats in, in the, the spring training games, took some good at-bats there, uh, you know, really showed himself to be not overwhelmed by major league caliber pitching. And then, you know, when he got up here to, to the Gateway Stadium, uh, you know, he was playing well there. And then, you know, really, you know, it's only been a little over a week—a week and a half now—that we've been there. But he's—he really took good at-bats. You know, he's facing—you know—the the pitchers that we have at the Alt site. A lot of the starting pitchers are left-handed. You know, with Libertor and Zach Thompson, guys like that. You know, he's—you know—he's facing tough left-handed pitching, and he's hanging in there well against that, taking good at-bats. Um, you know, so I think—I think he's really just kind of shown with everything he's done in our camp that that he's—he's ready for the next opportunity.
1: You mentioned two pitchers names, John, that I know a lot of cardinals fans are are interested about, and that's Matthew Lubertoria and Zach Thompson. What can you tell our listeners a little bit about these two guys and what this camp has looked like for them so far?
2: no, they're they're both having really good camps right now. So with them, what we do is is it's sort of a it's sort of similar to a spring training scenario where you know they're they're in the, on off days, they're you know they're throwing pens you know kind of every third day or so. And then uh, they'll they'll work in games. Like so, we're doing live BP, sort of sim game, depending on how many how many guys we have in the field. What you know, whether you want to call it a live BP or whether you want to call it a sim game. But you know, they're facing live hitters. Um, they're both stretched out now out to the point where they're going five or six innings. So they're you know we kind of treat it like spring training, where they're getting built up to be ready for the regular season, or if they're if they're needed before the minor league season starts up.
0: Are those guys that you think are are about to be at the big league level? Like, could do you think in terms of their their time of arrival potential? Is it realistic for fans to want to see them at some point, maybe in September?
2: Um, I would say it's not unrealistic. I think it's something that you know. Hopefully, our major league staff stays healthy and then productive, and it's it's a non issue from that perspective. But uh, if you know, if not, you know, Memphis. The plan right now is for the Memphis season to start in early May, and I think. A lot will depend on just kind of how their season progresses. But uh, they, they've done nothing so far in, in the alt camp to, to diminish them in our eyes.
1: What about Nolan Gorman, John? Uh, and a, a specifically not just him as a hitter, but him as a position player. Because I know uh, Mike Schilt talked a lot about him taking reps at different positions. Who He's been a third baseman throughout coming up into the system, but trying out second base, trying out outfield. Has anything stuck out to you about Nolan Gorman?
2: Yeah, Nolan's actually down in Jupiter now. So he you know, he was in big league camp. But then he's he's not at the alt site. So I haven't seen him uh, recently. But you know, from all from all accounts, he's doing really well. Taking to other positions, working really hard at second base. And, and you know, I think he's a smart enough guy to know what you got when you got Nolan Arenado on your club. It's kind of like I think back years ago when we had Albert Pools playing first base. And if you're in the minor league system as a first baseman, it's it's in your best interest to to you know learn some flexibility and, and versatility.
0: We're talking to John Vooch here on 101 ESPN. He's with the Cardinals Baseball Operations. And, John, just to kind of go back to the, the news of the day with Scotty Hurst being added to the 40-man roster, what can you tell Cardinals fans about him? For for anybody that has not watched him in his spring training at-bats or his appearances there, what can they expect from Scott Hurst? What kind of a player should we expect to see
2: So Scotty's got he's got a good approach to the plate. He's he's one he's really kind of the guy that that uses all fields. He's not a not a big guy. Um I guess I would kind of describe him sort of I don't know if anybody remembers Darren Bragg from a few years back. He's sort of that kind of outfielder where he's, you know, not a big guy, but he's got some strength. Um, you know, he he basically has an all fields approach at the plate. Um, but he's one of those guys that if that if you make a mistake in the right spot he'll you know he, he hit a home run the other day off uh, one of our lefty pitchers and and you know he's got occasional power but his power is not his game he's a he's kind of an on base type uh, player can play all three outfield spots um uh you know he has an, at least an average arm if not a tick above average arm in the outfield uh runs well you know and then he's a guy you know, he wasn't at our alt site last year and so he's a guy that really came in and took advantage of his, his off-season, so to speak, in, in 2020. And, you know, he came into, not that he was ever not in good shape, but he came into spring training this year stronger, uh, in better condition. He had uh, added a little bit more muscle mass. And, and you know, he's, he, again, he's not a big guy. He's not going to be a, a big home run threat. But, he, he's you know, he, he was really smart with his time last year and put himself in a good position to, to get this opportunity.
1: John, I always love the opportunity to talk with uh, different people from the Cardinals front office, especially when you're looking at the minor league system and looking at some of these younger players and, and you know, names like Nolan Gorman and Libator, they stick out to a lot of Cardinals fans. But is there a name that maybe flies under the radar that that maybe people don't know enough about who's who's making some noise, whether it be in the alternate camp or down in Jupiter?
2: Boy, I mean, it's one of those things I think <laughs> we've got, got a lot of guys that we like, and, and yeah, it's one of those things we don't want to advertise too much to the other clubs because, uh-huh. you know, when, when it comes time to make trades, those are that's the kind of guys they ask for. Obviously, a guy like Ivan Herrera was a guy that we thought enough of to put on our 40 man roster last year. Uh, he's a catcher. Um, he's not at the alt side right now. He's, he's down at uh, our minor league camp, but he's going to be a guy that, that I think, uh, you know, as, as years go on, you know, whether, whether it be, you know, getting a triple A possibly at some point this year. Uh, He's a guy that I think has a bright future as a catcher for us.
0: I wanted to ask you about Johan Oviedo as well, because I think for a lot of Cardinals fans, he was a surprise last year. And then this year, in the one appearance that we've seen so far uh, from him at the big league club, he looked fantastic once again. Has he surprised you guys at all in the way that he's been able to adjust so quickly to the big leagues?
2: Uh, I wouldn't say surprised. I think I think he was a guy that, that when we signed because he, he got a, he got a pretty good signing bonus when we signed him uh, as an amateur, as a free agent, and and so he was a guy that we had high expectations for, you know. And I think that's one of the things when you sign guys at a young age, you have to have the patience with them to kind of go through the growing pains. And and you know he had a year or two where he wasn't progressing as quickly as some people might have liked and and so he kind of fell a little bit off the radar and then i think as he physically matured and as he, as he just you know matured as a professional i think he he kind of reemerged as that guy that we expected initially when we signed him and so you know he came into last year as a guy that that you know we we thought could contribute if he needed to and obviously you know he was kind of thrown into the mix uh, you know last year in kind of you know really difficult circumstances and then held his own and pitched well at the big league level and and you know, again, this year, he's a guy, you know, he's a guy that now I think there would be no hesitation if if they, if he was needed on the major league club, there'd be no hesitation to bring him up.
0: John, last question that I've got for you is about Alex Reyes, because I would imagine in a position like yours, seeing a guy like him now having the success that he is has to be about as rewarding as anything that you could possibly see. What's it been like for you to finally be able to watch Alex Reyes, be able to show what he can do at the big league level while he's a hundred percent healthy. Finally.
2: Yeah, I think it's really rewarding, and really, it's 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 you know ninety nine point nine percent credit goes to Alex on that. Obviously, our rehab staff and our medical staff did a great job with him too. But but he was the one that really had to put in the work to to get himself back to this position. I think for a lot of guys, you know, it would have been real easy for them just to to kind of you know get frustrated and kind of have a defeatist attitude. And, and you know, every time he'd get hurt, he'd he'd look at it as a new challenge, and and you know made the most of the opportunity. Our, our medical and rehab staff did a tremendous job kind of giving him the right program to get back on track, but he's the one that that put in all the work for it, and so happy to see him get rewarded for that.
0: He's John Vooch, Cardinals Operations Baseball Ops. He joins us here on 101 ESPN. John, thank you so much for the time today. We appreciate it. Always love getting a little bit of an update on some of the guys that we can't watch in person on a day-to-day basis. Glad that we can have you on who is able to do so. All the best, John. Thanks so much.
2: Thank
1: you. Enjoy talking to you guys.